0: 97 1 FM The Drive presents the Behind the Song Podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. John J. Mellencamp. Johnny Cougar. John Cougar. John Cougar Mellencamp. And now, simply, John Mellencamp. We fans have come along with Mellencamp through all of his name changes through the years and he's changed it enough to be on par with another great Midwestern son with an outsized talent, Prince. John Mellencamp was born in Seymour, Indiana, a small farming town south of Indianapolis, east of Cincinnati, and north of Louisville, right smack dab in the middle of the heartland. The characters that he grew up around, farmers, laborers, Church going folks and the social divide between the haves and the have nots in small town America directly inform his best songs, including his first number one hit, Jack and Diane. Now, as well known and well loved as Jack and Diane is now, it's hard to believe that it took a surprising amount of struggle and convincing to create. By the time Mellencamp recorded it for the American Fool album, his fifth, he had been on quite a journey personally and musically. He started out playing in glam rock bands while going to Vincennes University. His first band was called Trash after a New York Dolls song. And why not? In the early 70s, glam rock was the most exciting thing going. The Dolls, Roxy Music, and David Bowie. And as strange as it sounds, the outsiderism of this music would mirror the attitude of Mellencamp, who was destined to be one of America's best roots rockers, despite overcoming some identity hurdles along the way. He moved to New York City to pursue his music career, and there he met Tony DeFries, Bowie's manager, who took him on as a client. DeFries had the bright idea of changing Mellencamp's name to something that would sound a little more rock and roll and less German-sounding. And so Mellencamp reluctantly agreed to start calling himself John Cougar, and released his first album under that name. It was a stage name he was still going under when he split ways with DeFreeze and MCA Records after releasing his first two albums. He then came under the management of Billy Gaff, Rod Stewart's manager, and released his next two albums on the small Riva Records label, moving to London briefly, and then back to the States. And he had some chart success with songs like I Need A Lover and Ain't Even Done With The Night. But by the time he was ready to record his fifth album, his record label had very different ideas about what they wanted from John Cougar. In his words, they wanted him to be the next Neil Diamond, and he wanted no part of that. There was no confidence on the part of the record label that there were any hits on the album. But the studio time was booked and the songs were written, So in Mellencamp went to record what became his breakthrough, American Fool. Two of the songs on that album would catapult Mellencamp's career. The album opener, Hurt So Good, was a success when it was released as the first single. And track two on the album, Jack and Diane, surprised everyone in the industry when it shot up to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. The song was based on a 1962 film based on a play by Tennessee Williams, Sweet Bird of Youth, a film about a young gigolo drifter who returns to his hometown in Mississippi with an aging film star that he is entertaining, but soon falls in love with the daughter of the town's most powerful and corrupt boss. He and his love interest end up leaving town together in Scandal. The song was originally intended to be about an interracial couple, but Mellencamp's label badgered him to change it in a play for more universal appeal in the early 80s. So, Mellencamp conjured up the two characters that would stay with him for the rest of his life. Jack, a young football star, and his love interest, Diane. Two small-town kids on the verge of adulthood and all that comes after. Telling this kind of relatable story is what Mellencamp ended up doing best. He sings about American life in the way that Woody Guthrie and John Prine did, making the songs personal and from the heart, masterfully wrangling little novels about hardscrabble everyday lives in three or four minutes. One of the more surprising elements of Mellencamp's journey to complete Jack and Diane is the connection between it and one of his old glam rock heroes, David Bowie. Bowie's old guitarist, Mick Ronson, who famously was in the Spiders from Mars band when Bowie was working under the Ziggy Stardust persona, worked with Mellencamp on the song while it was being recorded at Criteria Studios in Miami. In Mellencamp's own words, Ronson was very instrumental in helping shape the arrangement of the song when he suggested that percussion be added by the way of baby rattles and that the chorus should be sung like a choir, two elements that are key to making the song so memorable. Mellencamp respected Ronson's opinion as a musician, a producer, and an arranger, and he did what Ronson suggested. So, without Mick Ronson... Jack and Diane may well have never ended up being recorded, much less become the hit that we all know today. And another thing about this song that's interesting is the fact that it involves a drum breakdown in the middle that's often compared to Phil Collins in the air tonight. Drummer Kenny Aronoff added that section at Mellencamp's request. Much to his relief, because when he arrived at the studio, he was first asked to program the drum machine that you hear on the rest of the song which was, by the way, borrowed from the Bee Gees, who also recorded at Criteria. And that was not exactly what a drummer wants to hear. But it was his organic drum breakdown that added a human touch to the sound of the song. A break from the programmed hand claps and the canned drums on the rest of the song. Another little bit of magic that makes it connect so well with us. That, of course, and the lyrics. Jack and Diane starts like this. A little ditty about Jack and Diane, two American kids growing up in the heartland. Jackie's gonna be a football star. Diane's debutante the the seat of Jackie's car. Now, chances are, you know a Jack or a Diane from your hometown. Good-looking, all-American kids who got together in high school, the boy a football player, and the girl a beauty. What Mellencamp does with the line, Diane's debutante backseat of Jackie's car is so masterful. In that one line, you get that these aren't necessarily rich kids from families of privilege, but just normal teenagers experiencing a normal coming of age together. And the song goes on Sucking on a chili dog outside the tasty freeze. Diane's sitting on Jackie's lap. He's got his hands between her knees. Jack, you say, hey Diane, let's run off behind a shady tree. Dribble off those Bobby Brooks, let me do what I please. Now, Bobby Brooks in the song refers to a low cost line of clothing for teens and young women, known for their blue jeans. And the lines are so evocative that you can almost picture the ice cream shop, Jack's car, Diane's blue jeans. And of Jack's suggestion, you get the sense in just a few lines. That there isn't much else to do in this small town, but just what they're doing. A romantic interlude after a chili dog date. Mellencamp gets that across in the plainest of English, all of which is bolstered by the chorus. Saying, oh yeah, life goes on, long after the thrill of living is gone. And they walk on. Now, isn't that what we all think with our teenage years in the rearview mirror? That those days of being young and without all the responsibilities that would come with adulthood were indeed the best of times, the most thrilling, the most anticipatory and hopeful. We romanticize our own teenhood for the rest of our lives, something Mellencamp put into song for us. And on to the next verse. Jackie sits back, collects his thoughts for a moment, scratches his head and does his best James Dean. Well, then there, Diane, we ought to run off to the city. Diane says, baby, you ain't missing nothing. The James Dean reference is a nod to Dean, one of the coolest icons to ever hit the silver screen and himself a fellow Hoosier. This verse harkens back to the source of the song, the story behind the Tennessee Williams play in which the two lovers run away together. Because of what happened in the second verse, We can infer that there may have been a pregnancy, but either way, these two teenagers from the heartland are in a unique position in their lives, one that we all must face, the moment when we make a decision about something that impacts the rest of our lives as adults, whether it be choosing a college or moving to a city or getting married or having a baby or taking on a new job, the first time we make a big decision, it changes our course in life. Jack and Diane were teetering on the edge of that moment, for them, in the song. And it continues with the chorus. But Jackie says, yeah, oh yeah, life goes on, long after the thrill of living is gone. And then the drum breakdown comes, courtesy of Kenny Aronoff. And then we hear the lines that serve as a caution or a reminder to hold on to the present moment, especially if you're young. Let it rock, let it roll. Let the Bible belt come and save my soul. Hold on to 16 as long as you can. Changes coming round real soon make us women and men. Now I personally think these lines are up there with some of the most legendary blues songs in what they imply. That we will rock and we will roll. We will make mistakes, but we're not beyond redemption and to savor our innocence, fleeting as it is and as helpless as it is against time and responsibility. Doesn't it seem like yesterday that we were all 16? And how well we remember those indelible days. Mellencamp continues and sings a refrain of the chorus, sounding a little more world-weary this time. Oh yeah, life goes on. Long after the thrill of living is gone as if he's lived through it and of course he and we all have and the song ends a little ditty about Jack and Diane two American kids doing the best they can and for me that's the kicker of the entire song right there two American kids doing the best they can isn't that my story and yours We grow up, we do our best. And in the end, that's all we can do. There's a subtle inference here that beyond that, the rest of life is perhaps about luck and where one finds oneself at a given moment. But no promises, of course. And to borrow a line from another Mellencamp song, ain't that America. When Jack and Diane was released in 1982, It took the number one spot on the Billboard Hot 100 chart for four weeks, and it remains his most successful song ever. It was later chosen by the Recording Industry Association of America as one of the songs of the century. The American Fool album spent nine weeks at number one on the Billboard chart. Mellencamp, who now, of course, simply goes by John Mellencamp, was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2008. Billy Joel did the honors. He was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2018. Besides his incredible music, Mellencamp is one of the founding fathers of Farm Aid, which began in 1985 with a concert in Champaign, Illinois. He's an accomplished actor and painter. He has, in fact, spent much of the coronavirus pandemic working on his paintings, which are quite good. And you can see them for yourself at johnmellencampart.com. He has five children and has gone through three divorces. He was in a high-profile but ultimately short-lived relationship with the actress Meg Ryan. He continues to live in Bloomington, Indiana most of the time, and he says he will resume touring in 2022. Decades on, John Mellencamp's voice and his work continue to be relevant. He is an American treasure because of his ability to fill his songs with snapshots of life that we all recognize, and characters that we can all relate to. Of all his creations, Jack and Diane have endured. Of those two, he said this, I think Jack and Diane became, as near as I could tell, the most popular couple in music. And while we may never know what happened to Jack and Diane beyond a brief name check that Mellencamp gave them in his song Eden is Burning, in which the two had gone to see a Richard Pryor movie, they will truly forever live on in the minds of Mellencamp fans, romanticizing our own individual youth, even as we live through the changes that have made us women and men, just like the song says. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for the music you hear on this podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Podcast One, or stream for free at WDRV.com, Behind the Song, or on the Drive app. Subscribe to the Behind the Song podcast on YouTube and watch the video episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at JandaLane Radio, and on Twitter and TikTok at JandaLane. On the way, episodes about lyrics from Blind Faith, Cheap Tricks, and more classic rock and roll.